I am just furious. It's 9.20 in the morning on Monday. Whoever is doing whatever can go straight to hell. Call me back now or see me in face. And trust me, you won't want that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the HOA Show. I am your host, Jason Hurst. And joining me today, Kelsey, Brian, and Mary, even producer James back in his corner, How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great. (laughs) Perfect. I said great. I said great. I got it. You said I am doing great. Can you just say my name first instead of Kelsey or Mary? I just feel I'm always second. No, no, no. Women go first. Oh, okay. Ladies first. Ladies first. But you went Mary, Brian, Kelsey. I'm always second. So there's always a third. Well, I did. Didn't I do Kelsey, Brian, Mary this time? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's if always you said second. women are he always first, first, then you're then always I'm putting last. a woman last. So I'm just Here, saying. You can reintroduce us. Put Brian first. I, <laughs> I will take third place. It's okay. I don't need to be. I'm just, for humor's sake, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> your, your, your rebuttal back is, didn't make sense. This is always, this is, this reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where they, halfway through, it's the Thompsons. Do you, have you ever see that one, the Cape no. Fear episode? Uh-uh. Oh, no, it's awesome because they go into witness protection. I love that. So that Krusty the Clown can't kill him. So halfway through, it does it redoes the intro and it says the Thompson <laughs> <laughs> in a totally different place. So that's what we're doing here. I am just furious. It's nine twenty in the morning on Monday. Whoever is doing whatever can go straight to hell. Call me back now or see me in face. And trust me, you won't want that. Hey everybody, welcome to the HOA Show. I'm your host, Jason Hurst. Joining me today, Brian, <laughs> hey, Mary, <everybody>. and Kelsey. <laughs> he did it. Yay. I feel special. Thank you. Aww. Spectacular. <laughs> All right, so we had so much fun last time when we had Bryson and Dane from Affordable Lawn Care and Landscapes on the show that we invited them to come back. Uh, turns out the guests we were supposed to have this week had a scheduling conflict, so we asked if they would join us again, and they uh, readily agreed to it. Uh, so the boys are here again, and we're just going to launch straight into it because I know Dane said he had a story last time that he really wanted to get to. So Dane, take it away. Yeah, I was, we were plowing a community once and I, I get the pleasure now of not having to be in a plow truck. I get to sit in the office and take all the calls. Um, and I got a call from a driver uh, a couple years ago that's like, hey, I have a really big problem. I'm like, okay, what's going on? What, what happened? Usually it's the plow broke or the salter broke or something broke. And no, nothing's broken. I hit something. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, what did you hit? He's like, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm like, I don't even know how it happened. I didn't see it. Apparently, he hit a cow in the HOA. <laughs> like, where did the cow come from? Like, I, I'm thinking he's pulling my leg now because, come on, you know, seriously. Yeah, well, apparently, the, the farmer across the street from the HOA had his fence fall down or something, oh, and the no. cows actually came up the road, <laughs> and he went into the cul-de-sac and turned around and started plowing back out. And for whatever reason, didn't see the cow and just <laughs> just smashed it. I mean, just and and it was worse because the lady that lived right in front of where he hit it was like this vegan, you know, oh, all these no. signs in her yard about like the veganism stuff and oh, wild Utah and all this. And it was like, oh my gosh. So we had to deal with this cow cleanup thing that we had. I mean, it killed the cow. I was going to say the, was, the cow didn't yeah, make it. Huh? No, no, it did not make it. Did he just have to buy a new cow? No, okay. no, wow. because the the farmer, it was his fault that his fence fell down. And yeah. so, you know, yeah, it was. <laughs> Did he hit it with the truck or with the snow he was plowing? 
Well, so when the way, the way he was plowing, the snow kind of falls off of the plow. So uh-huh, he actually sure. hit it with the plow. With the plow. So it, yeah, it full on took the oh. legs right out from under it. And, you know, unfortunately, oh, he was not driving very slow. And so, yeah, it was. Who did you have to tell about that? Do you have to tell, like, the property manager? Did you have to tell the board? Yeah, so I called okay. the property manager. She literally thought I was joking with her. I mean, just like I did, was like, there is no way. And, yeah, then I don't know where it went from there, really. I don't know how they calmed the lady down. Um, Because when I went out there to look at it, it was pretty gruesome. I mean, obviously white snow and there's just blood everywhere and looked like a murder scene. (laughs) So did you have to call Bryson and let him know? And what was was actually before I worked for Bryson, I worked for a different company. So (laughs) yeah, so but I did call the owner. So when you called your boss and said, "Um, I I got something I got to tell you, yep, how'd they react? Oh, he just laughed. He just <laughs> laughed. I mean, he kind of knew that it wasn't going to be our fault, but man, he was laughing so hard. Just like, how, why would this happen? Like a cow of all things, like a dog or a cat maybe, but a cow? Like, How do you miss a cow with a snowplow? Exactly. He didn't miss the cow. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. How do you hit a cow? <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that was probably the, the craziest thing, snow story-wise, that I've ever had. Uh, you said, like, you used to be in a snowplow. You used to drive the trucks and everything, um, and you like being in the office more. Would you say there's – would you like dealing with people a little bit more on the phones than you like actually being out doing that? Yeah. You know, what's funny is even – so this just this last storm that we had here that was just an inch, you know, it wasn't that bad. We uh, – because it's the first storm of the year, we decided to kind of test our dispatch and do that. And I was sitting in the office and – I was like, you know what? This would actually be so much easier to just be in a truck and not have to deal with all this right. coordinating and logistics. And, mm. it, you know, I could just sit in a truck and I could just go to five properties and it would be so much easier. But, but yeah, no, I do, I do enjoy getting the phone calls and I tend to be kind of a calmer person. It takes a, a lot to like rile me up or get me get me going so i i get a lot of the angry phone calls they pass them to me so i can calm people down and (laughs) you know talk some sense into them so angry cows are calling you huh yes oh yeah yeah i've been banned from plowing anymore so you just sit in the office now too yeah because last time i plowed well it's uh it's a good thing i I retired because uh the last time i plowed i was just hopping in a truck and there's this big hoa where i was plowing helping we were a few plow drivers didn't show up and um Anyways, I went around the corner, and uh, there's this sidewalk. Next to this sidewalk is a vinyl fence. It's probably about a uh, 100 feet long. Long story short, I went around the corner a little too fast, and uh, my brakes nice. all of a sudden locked. You know when you have that moment before you fall or you do something really stupid, you're just like, oh, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. It, that, that oh happened for about, oh, I don't know, half a minute as my plow started to take down their 100 foot vinyl fence. Oh no. And it was like if you know it, like in the cold everything is kind of brittle. So sure. it, was, it was just kind of like dominoes like t- 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 everywhere. <laughs> and, 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 and it was nothing I could do. I, my brakes were locked and I was just like, "Oh hell." And then $10,000 later in the spring when I had to fix it, it was oh, wow. it, it was I just didn't make any money that year. So yeah. I've been banned from uh, plowing. Yeah. yeah I think that's not a, a good idea. not a good idea. I need to do like owner things, you know, like you know, there so. you go. Like yeah. stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> stay at home. Stay at stay, home. Stay, 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 stay at home. That's my mom. Stay safe. Stay at home. There you go. Did you ban yourself or did your wife? Uh, she say both. no, yeah, honey. Both. We didn't make any money this yeah, winter. Uh, yeah. Well, you're not getting into plow ever again. She'd like me out of the house. Trust me. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I have to find out something to do. 
but not driving plows. Uh, no, 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 no. I think you probably take hitting the cow over taking out a hundred foot vinyl fence. At oh this yeah, because I didn't have to replace it. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> so now we call Bryson to bring us food while we're in the office. Hey, you're, you can run food to us. Yeah. I'm good at that. <laughs> what are some of the other fun stories that you wanted to share? You know what's funny in HOAs, and you guys, you guys know this probably better than anybody is. It's like the level of intensity people have for the smallest things. And yes. so we yes. we had an HOA that they wanted to do some enhancement work in. And so they wanted to pull out a bunch of old bushes that just looked bad. And so we actually went around and we marked them with some pink tape. So our guys knew exactly which ones to pull out, that we weren't going to miss them. We were going to get the right ones. Oh, yes. And so everything was marked for about a week, maybe. And my guys go out there with a with a mini X, a machine that we use, and and they just start grabbing them and plucking them out of the ground. And so they're going around the community, and they get to the very very front entrance, and they're plucking one out of the ground, and they turn around to throw it back in the truck. And then as my driver, as the operator, swings the machine around, there's all of a sudden this lady just just right there. I mean, he about hit her with the machine because she just comes running over and. And I had a spotter for the machine so that our guys were being safe. And he's trying to stop this lady. And he's like, you know, this lady's just crazy. And she's probably 65, 68 years old. Like, not a young lady. I mean, she's kind of an older lady. And then her daughter is behind her. And her daughter's probably 40s, maybe. I mean, this lady's just going crazy about, you can't pull these bushes out. These are my babies. They've been here for years. And, I mean, just freaking out about it. And so the uh, one of the board members is actually around so she comes over and she's the one that actually walked it with us to flag the plants and you know my guy calls me and he literally says they're attacking her (laughs) I'm like what do you mean they're attacking her I don't know what that means and he's like they're attacking her they're hitting her and I was like well call the police then you know so I start to drive over there. He calls the police. I get over there. By the time I get there, the this little old lady's in the back of the police car, handcuffed, <laughs> literally attacked the board member. I mean, just started serious? hitting her. Oh yeah, just oh, crazy, man. like absolutely, just lost her mind over a, a bush, like over one bush. And she's so she's throwing down MMA style, baby. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's on now. Yep. Leave my bushes alone. Yeah, it was the wildest. I mean, it, I. I don't know how a bush sparks that kind of a reaction, but yeah, just crazy. Just absolute craziness. <laughs> so you show up, she's in the back of the police car. <laughs> she's in the police car. I'm like talking to my guys. They're sitting in the truck because they wanted no part of this. They're just never like, coming back to that community. Yeah, they even said, we don't want to work here anymore. <laughs> like, we, you can send somebody else out here. We don't want to do it. <laughs> So, yeah, that one. And I don't even know how it ended. I don't know that the board member ever pressed charges to the lady or anything. But, you know, her daughter was just as flabbergasted as the rest of us. Just like, I don't know what she got into her. Like, she just ran out of the house. Like, she just went crazy. So Maybe a little hormonal imbalance. Something. So when you do, like, large communities, condo complexes, townhome complexes, um, obviously you're in a lot higher density housing, so you have a lot more complainers. Um, when it comes to like storm removal and landscaping and stuff, when you deal with that, like, how do you deal with like homeowner complaints if they just go directly to you guys, like for NHOAs? Most of the time we try to push them back to the property manager. Um, what we found though, like probably one of our highest complaints is during snow season, just, just naturally. And the reason is, is because a lot of the actual residents don't know what the contract says. So they don't realize that until it hits two inches generally, 
we don't even go out. We're not supposed to go out there. That's not part of our contract to go out there. And then they don't realize like if it's less than two inches that the property manager has to call us in order to go out and, and de-ice basically. And so, yeah, we get a ton of calls from people like that. And so what we decided to do like this year and last year, we actually send out what we called an expectation uh, letter that the property managers can actually send to all of the residents that explains our process, like how soon we'll get there after the snow hits two inches, what they can expect from us. Cause a lot of the complaints we get is, well, we saw a truck come through and then my driveway still has snow in it. And it's cause it's two different crews that do those things. Uh, mm. And so we're trying to set that expectation. And since we've done that since last year, our complaints and our, like our homeowner calls to our office have dropped drastic. I was going to say, that sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. You know, get yeah. that, get the expectations out up front. Yeah, whatever. absolutely. Cause so. typically it's the HOA manager that works with the board to figure out the contract. Yep. And often it's not distributed to the entire community. That communication doesn't happen. Correct. Yep. I think it's a great idea to put that letter together, put it up on the HOA website, send an email yep. blast out. It cuts a ton of complaints for the property managers too. I mean, just you get way less phone calls because they understand like how this actually works. Right. You know? So, cause it's, you know, it's impossible for HOAs to afford like a zero tolerance contract. It, it, people expect it, you know, they, they oh, move, yeah. we have a lot of like senior communities, senior HOAs. And so they've moved from their own home where it, everything was perfect. They manicured everything. They had their snow, like this, the minute that a flake would hit the driveway, they've got their ice melt out and then they move into an HOA and that is not how it works there. So, you know, and it's just cost prohibitive right. to pay for a zero tolerance. Right. If they just can't afford it. The expectations are a huge thing for sure. That's right. I don't want to see you guys on my property unless it's two inches, man. And we won't be there unless it's two Good. inches. <laughs> Good. Cause I know that's coming out of my pocket, man. I got a shovel. I can shovel my own driveway less than two inches. So you guys also do like private residential installs and maintenance yep. and all of that stuff. So I'm sure you deal with like massive homes, huge projects, big landscaping. Like what are a lot of the issues that come up with like those? Cause I'm sure those homeowners are extremely picky with their stuff. They are, you know, and what's funny about that is that they're the people that make the most changes to their project. Mm -hmm. So they typically like the last few years we've said, Hey, we're not going to do your install unless you have a design. So if you don't have a plan that's been professionally put together by somebody, whether that's us or whether that's another company, doesn't matter, but you have to have a professional design so that we know what direction we're going in <laughs> right. because there's just so many options and so many different things they can do, but inevitably you give them a bid and then halfway through, they want to change it. And so then you start changing it and it goes drastically more expensive on them and they don't want to pay for these changes. And it's like, you just get yourself into a, a bind if you're not careful in that you stop the project, do the change order, make sure they sign a change order. I mean, it, it's almost to me, it's almost ridiculous sometimes, like what we have to get them to sign and agree to before we can move forward. Otherwise we don't get paid in the end. You know, and it's funny that most of the homes that we do, the big high-end stuff, they're the ones that have the hardest time paying us at the end because of the, All the well, changes. the color is not what I yeah. liked. And it's like, well, you picked the color, not me. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't do anything about the color. But it's, yeah, it's it's interesting, the complaints that will come out in the end, even though, I mean, if anybody goes and looks at it, they're like, oh, man, this thing is amazing. And, and they're over there just nitpicking every little tiny detail. And you can't win generally as the contractor you just can't win right have you had any crazy things that you've been asked to install i did have a client ask us to go he got special permission from 
whoever it was. And there's this really pretty purple rock off the side of the road that he wanted us to like load up onto our trip. A huge rock, I mean, huge. <laughs> I mean, boulder more like. Like so, it was one rock. It was purple. One, one boulder, and and supposedly told me that. Oh yeah, I've got this guy that said I could take it, and I'm like, well, okay, I need something written before yeah. I ever Who go even touch it. Who do I contact to get a rock off the side of the road? Right, yeah. I'd never his, heard of that before. His that, name was Guido. <laughs> fell off a truck. Fell yep. off the back of a truck. Yep. So that's that's probably the weirdest. I mean, yeah. most of those installs, you know, they're not. Yeah, things sure. are fairly normal. But yeah. yeah, when they're asking me to pick random rocks off the side of the road, I, that's kind of odd. Did he, in fact, have permission to pick up the random rock? I don't know. He gave us a letter from somebody, <laughs> and I didn't know how to verify, so we just told him no. <laughs> Oh, you didn't get it? No, oh. no. I was I was way too nervous that like you know. I think that was probably a like, smart decision. Pull up in the middle of the night, hook it up with our machine, put it on. Our, I, mean, I didn't want to go there. Honestly, I have permission, but you have to do it between 11 p.m. and right? 1 a.m. Right. That's, right. That's how it felt. That's how it felt. How often do people want stuff installed that like for the climate it will die? It's not going to come back, and then you have to deal with it like the coming year that someone's unhappy because something died that you guys installed. You know, I, as far as like tropical plants and stuff, I haven't really seen too much of that. Uh, a lot of people ask about palm trees. We can't grow palm trees, obviously, <laughs> in Utah. I mean, it is, yeah, obvious. But yeah, a lot of times the, the interesting thing of the way our contracts work is like, we'll install trees and install plants, and then it's up to them to make sure they're being watered. And a lot of times we get callbacks the next year and they're like, oh, hey, my plants are dead and, you know, my trees are dead. And it's like, well, we go out there and I'm like, dude, you don't, you haven't even been watering. Like, how do you expect all this stuff to live? And then they expect us to replace everything. Of course. It's like, well, our, your contract says you're going to maintain it. I don't think you've been doing that, you know, and then there's, there's another big fight on your hands and then you end up with bad reviews because right. we're not replacing their plants. And it's a he it's, said, she said thing again yep, too. Yeah. Yep, it is. We actually found out that Utah State, they actually do soil testing. And so we started wising up a little bit and we will actually go out and test some of their soil sometimes. We had a client that we put in a bunch of trees for and they were starting to die. They weren't 100% dead, but uh, they're arborvitae trees, which don't generally die. They're very hardy. And so we took pictures back to the nursery. The nursery's like, oh, they're they're poisoned. They they're definitely poisoned. That's the only thing we can think of because they out of like twelve trees, like six of them were dying. They're all in the same area. So we did soil samples and soil tests and sent them up there, and they gave us a report back, basically saying that yeah, there's toxins in the soil, and some trees had them, some trees didn't. So we knew it wasn't the topsoil that we brought in and things like that. And so when we told the client like, hey, we're sorry, we're not going to replace them because whatever you sprayed in your flower bed is what's killing your trees. Oh man, we got another bad review and you know, just it's, you, you can't win a lot of times with yeah. people. So it's a lot of times we're giving a lot just to keep our, our name and our reputation where it needs to be. So it was so, external poison. It wasn't like already in the ground or anything yep. like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because we brought in all new topsoil. We sure. brought in all new everything. And so when we tested multiple places, gotcha. there was just right by those trees is where there was. They're, they're assuming it was Roundup, but they can't say for sure. They just know it was a toxin in the soil. The thing is, I'm not good at keeping plants alive. Like, we moved into a house this year, had to install a lot of landscaping. I think I killed at least nine trees, but luckily I bought them from Home Depot, so they took them back. So I brought all my dead trees back, bought new different kinds of trees because yep. I found out we had clay soil, which is like the actual worst. And we planted new trees. And I think only about half of those ones have died, but the other half are fine. So I'm just going to keep going with it until they no longer die anymore and they're actually going to be fine. 
you guys so like a new know. landscaping yeah. install project? I, I was going to say, I hey, think, call Yeah, us. I think I may have you come to my house and just fix my landscaping <laughs> next year because I'm sick of it. I, it's been a year and I'm over it already. It's Kelsey, killer of trees. So yeah, come, it's me. So come fix it next year, and then the year after when they're dead, this is going to be a recurring warranty <laughs> yeah. issue. Yeah. There, there you go. go. There you go. Yeah, a complaining. I'll homeowner. just I'll just pay you every year to fix it. I don't care. I don't have the energy to try. I just want my yard to look nice. I often tell our guys uh, when we're when we're out into property working on something. I said, "Hey, it's not like it was 20 years ago. Someone is watching all the time, either in person or by camera. Just be aware, someone's watching." Do you guys ever have when you come on side property that people will just watch you? I mean, a couple steps behind, they're always watching everything that you're doing. Almost in a, not a creepy level, but just a give me some space. To oh, do it's my a job. creepy level. It's, it's a, a creepy <laughs> level. Okay. Got some man crushes out there. Oh man, there's the people that are just open their blinds. You know, just look out their blinds at you, and you see them, and they see you, and they just keep looking at you. Like they, it doesn't even phase them. You know, they're not like, oh, they saw me. <laughs> Nope, they just keep looking. looking. And, and COVID, COVID has made it a hundred times worse. This year, I've had more complaints than ever before. I mean, and I don't think it has to do with level of service. It just has to do with people are home. Yeah, they're just home. They have nothing to nothing do. Else. And yeah. here come the landscapers, and we're going to watch them for three hours. <laughs> and we're going to pick out everything we don't like about what they did, how they dressed, where they took lunch, uh, what they ate. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And you're just like, really? I mean, can you find a hobby? For a while, there wasn't any live entertainment. It was you guys. <laughs> That's right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let me tell you, when my our landscaping was installed by our builder in our front yard, and when our landscapers were out there doing it, I was like, I have absolutely nothing to do. So I would sit up in my top window and just, okay, I was like working and stuff, but then I would like occasionally come like, oh, I got a tree today. Oh, I got that today. And then they would sit on our front porch usually and eat lunch because I don't. I think they assumed no one was home because everyone else had like cars in their driveway and stuff and our cars were just parked in our garage and we never really leave our house. So we just, I assume they just didn't think anyone was home. So they would always eat on our front porch. And one day I had to go out there and they're like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. And I was like, it's fine. You can eat here. I don't actually care. <laughs> I was like, I just have to grab this off my porch. They have Thank their you. microwave plugged into yeah. your outlet on the front porch. <laughs> I would have just let him come in, but I <laughs> She's got some great buddy conversations on a ring doorbell feed. Yeah. I'm sure I do. Oh, I I'm sure I, I do. <laughs> We lived in an HOA on a golf course at one point in time, and we had some big trees uh, adjacent to our house. There was a neighbor that had trees that were kind of getting close to the fence line, and he was on a, one of the fairways, and he wanted to be able to see out onto the golf course. And so he kept complaining to the HOA board and asking them to get some of those trees removed because it was starting to block his view, and they'd refused. They didn't want to cut down any trees. And so time went on. He con continued to complain, and eventually those trees started mysteriously dying off. He had been poisoning the trees. <laughs> I don't remember if I've, I've said this before, but I think my father may have done something similar to his neighbor because his tree was blocking their valley view. So they eventually ended up proving that the guy had poisoned the trees. Oh, wow. And they caught him and got he got in trouble for it. And he had to reimburse the HOA for the trees and all the work they had to do to remove the dead trees. And then they had to do soil reconditioning and everything because he had caused 
you know, the death of not only the trees, but the grass and everything around it. And oh my gosh, it was a mess. But yeah, that reminds me of a story real quick. Uh, we had this really high end, uh, HOA and, uh, a strange phone call from the board president. And he's like, he, I, Hey, I noticed that there's a lot of areas that are just dying. Like there's this like weird spots everywhere. I'm like, did you guys do fertilizer burn? And I'm, and I'm like, no, I'll, I'll go check it out. So we went up there and, and took some samples and, uh, and we took him off to Utah State. Long story short, I guess some guy in the middle of the night went around at like three in the morning and lived there and he put sterilant all over the HOA. And so there was like these random spots and they were blaming me for like three months till we got the test results back. But I, this guy was just, I have no idea what he was doing. He just got up one night and said, I'm going to go throw some sterilant down everywhere. And we ended up having to or replaced maybe like thirty thousand dollars worth of sod, Yeesh. and they went they went after this guy, went after him legally for it all. But uh, for like three months, like I was getting the blame for it until luckily that Utah State bailed us out again. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is actually like stuff you'd put on the farm to like sterilize your yeah. weeds. I have a funny sterilant <laughs> story. <laughs> my mom and dad live on a ranch, and my dad's in his mid 80s, so he's getting up there. Does the best he can. So I think it was three winters ago. He went out to his shed and got his salt for the winter, brought it up, put it in some buckets, brought it up to the house, and proceeded all winter long to be using this salt on the walkways <laughs> around their house. And the spring came, lawn totally dead, trees dead, flower beds dead, everything dead. <laughs> he had been using soil sterilant on the walks oh, all winter long. Oh, Did man. it work to get rid of the snow, or was he just thinking that his well, I think it was salt crunch, was janky? Crunchy enough that it made some traction, but I don't think it really melted the snow. So my poor mom, of course, well, she'll never let my dad live it down. But my, I mean, I don't know how much they had to pay to get all that taken off and get everything fixed and put back together, but I'm sure it was significant. My dad, bless his little heart. That stuff, that stuff will kill it quick, too. Oh, yeah. That stuff kills it way quick. Has he commented on this? Oh, or, no. Or does he just take Hell it? Hell no. He's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't it was me. me. Someone swapped the bag. <laughs> you got to be careful that I had a buddy, same thing happened. He was, uh, he had just had surgery that day. And so he was like flying high on painkillers. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go out and kill the weeds out in my yard. So he takes that stuff and he's going out there and he's, he's like, yeah. And it's dark. And he's, he's just flying high on painkillers and he's just wandering around. He's like, yeah, I'm killing all the weeds. I'm killing all the weeds. And he goes to his neighbor and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to kill all your weeds too. And they're like, what, what's going on? He's like, yeah, he's running around. Comes the morning. It turns out he wasn't anywhere near where the weeds actually were. He was just randomly in places all over his lawn, all over the neighbor's lawn, just throwing this stuff down. There's patches everywhere. And he's like, and his wife's like, what were you doing? It's like, I was just. She was like, where were you, honey? Why didn't you stop him from going out there and doing that, man? That it was, was probably crazy. those affordable guys. I saw them on the news yes. about yes. how bad they are. They, they hate little old ladies and cows. They hate both. I've learned the hard way over the years that you cannot rehab your employees that are on drugs. <laughs> no matter how hard you try, no matter how big a heart I, you know, for years I tried to rehab guys and get them on the straight and narrow, but I learned the hard way. You cannot rehab them. And this is a good story on why you should never hire somebody that has an addiction problem. 
So, anyways, there was a, uh, and, and he's a great guy, but unfortunately, there was one of my employees who who I tried to rehab that it just didn't work out. He was working on uh, one of actually Brian's properties, and we went to replace a stop and waste. It had gone bad, and I said, "Okay, we'll call Blue Stakes and uh, make sure that you know you get Blue Stakes out there before you dig it up." He's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll uh, I'll do it on the weekend, and uh, and I'll I'll take care of it." I'm like, "Okay, great, that's awesome. Just just uh, you know, to t- take care of it." So the next thing I know is I don't know what time it was, but I know we were in the, right in the middle of family pictures, and you know how crazy that is, right? Oh yeah. When you're just you know, my wife saw like stressed out about sure. you know, poses and mm-hmm. hair and kids and blah, blah. And I get this phone call. I think it was from uh, one of the managers or uh, no, I think it, first it was from my employees. Like, Hey, uh, I was about died. Like, uh, <laughs> I, uh, and there's a fire. And I'm like, what? what? And I'm like, what? What happened? He's like, I was digging and and it, and it shocked me. And all of a sudden, there's a big loud sound. And uh, next thing I know, there was a flame of flyer that went straight out of the ground, straight to the building, and set the building on fire. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, are you are you kidding me oh right now? Are you serious? Uh, not a joke. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my hell. What the hell am I gonna do? So, anyways, the fire uh, engine was out there. Like they put out the fire. It caused all this damage, and I, I was just like, "This is it. I gotta let this guy go," because that was the last straw. But that was that was crazy. And I and I, I know Brian called me and like, <laughs> I'm sure he was just like, "What is going on?" And I, I didn't have much. Aunt. I was like t- trying to smile and take pictures for my family <laughs> photos, and uh, I'm trying to deal with this at the same time. And I'm like, uh, I was just like, "And why, why am I doing this?" I think we need a little more info on this story. So he actually hit a main power line under the ground, correct? If I remember yeah. the story correctly. Oh, yeah. That's right what got it. it. And he, he was digging, did call Blue Stakes, and uh, I think Blue Stakes missed. They didn't oh, mark Oh, he had yeah. called them? No, no, he came a day early. Oh. Uh, uh, he, he didn't quite remember what day. They, yeah, so we, this was the drugs. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he he had called them, but they just hadn't gone out yet. Exactly. Uh, Day early. Okay. Now, now, if you listen again, Bryson did say call Blue Stakes. He did what the boss told him to do. He didn't tell him wait till they came out. Yeah, that's true. He did follow directions. Yeah. You know, the funny thing too is that later, like maybe three, four years later, we still had that community. And they wanted to put in a playground. And I didn't know about this story. This was before I was here. And so I go out there to do this playground. And we obviously have to dig in the ground. And one of the board members was like, you have to call Blue Sticks. You have to. And I'm like, oh, well, don't worry. We will. You know, and she's like, no, no, no. I'm serious. You have to call Blue Sticks. You know, that I swear that was a that was an HOA that was a nightmare for us. Because when we did that playground, we'd actually shut off all the water in that area because we knew we had to take machines and trucks out there to dig it up. And somebody in the community turned the water back on. They they were being proactive and they noticed like, oh, hey, the water's off in oh, the no. park area. And so and my guys, you know, the geniuses that they were decided that, oh, hey, it's not that wet. We'll just we'll just drive the dump truck out there, you know. And so oh, I get a phone call with a picture of my truck that's literally, you can't see the tires on it. <laughs> it is buried in the ground out there. And I, that was, I think, the last leg with that HOA. And I think we lost uh, it. Let's just say we got one. fired off that one. Uh, <laughs> miracle that guy wow. didn't get killed by that power main, yeah. though. Uh, oh, uh, my yeah, gosh. No, we were real lucky yeah. he survived. It's probably uh, a good thing he was high. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he would have probably died. Man, yeah. Yeah, I think Blue Stakes uses us to this day as an example of what not to do. 
Solid reference. No more news. You weren't on the news again for that one, huh? No. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> no, that was just one of their own employees. It wasn't a little old lady. So. so another question I have. So you guys dealing with snow removal, a lot of times it ends up snowing on like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, how do you guys, like, how do you do assignments? How do you decide who works, who doesn't? What kind of, sh- like, how do you determine all of that stuff? You know, it's usually a tough conversation with the drivers, but we make them aware of it before we bring them on to actually plow snow for us is like, Hey, holidays, weekends, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you are on call. And then we try to do a good job of just communicating, you know, and, and we try to watch the storm. I mean, it's, it's tough. Like this last storm was saying, Oh, three to five inches. And it like did nothing. And so guys are on like on, they're ready to go, but then we don't get them called out. But I feel like inevitably almost every year it snows either Christmas Eve or Christmas enough that we have to go do something with it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's brutal. And, and you know, like my wife, she does not like it ever, but she understands like, it just is what it is. And you know, it's, it's tough because on those holidays, people are still traveling. And so if their driveways aren't clear or those are when the nastier complaints come Mm -hmm. because it's a holiday and my driveway should be clear. And so, yeah, it's, we're all hands on deck all the time with that kind of stuff. So now, you know, the real reason why Bryson took out that fence. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'll have to do Christmas. Now he doesn't have to do Christmas ever again. I'm just going to sit in the office. (laughs) Did it on purpose. (laughs) 10 grand is a small price to pay. That's right. (laughs) Never have to work Christmas again. (laughs) The problem is uh, keeping them sober though. I mean, I mean, everyone's like, okay, I do, do not drink on Christmas Eve. I say it every year. And I, we call them no answer call them three, four, five, ten times, no answer. They're stone cold, you know. Oh, jeez. So that's that's another challenge is, is getting them to be ready and, and not drinking and celebrating. Yeah. So it's tough, though. It, it's another challenge for snow is holidays, Christmas, New Year's. Right. Uh, yeah, I, ple- ple- I always pray, please do not snow, and it always does. On the yeah, I, I always used to be, before I started doing property management, I always used to say, I really want snow on Christmas. It, like, makes it so nice. Now as a property manager, I'm like, please do not snow. Please. I do not want to be answering phone calls about this all day. I don't want to have you guys deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't think anybody does at this point. Yes, Absolutely. Well, and then, you know, it's like with technology nowadays with like FaceTime, I've had many FaceTime Christmases with my family mm. just because oh, you, you do what you have to do, yeah. you know, and, and get things done. But uh, yeah, employees with landscape companies, they're notoriously hard to come by. <laughs> and so it's it's really tough because, yeah, Christmas, New Year's, they're drinking holidays, generally speaking. And we've had more than one guy show up drunk that you have to send home because, like and you can't drive. I've had to take keys from them so they don't drive away from our shop because they're just they're, like, you are not in a condition to drive. That's when Bryson has to get back in the snowplows when that's there's right. not enough employees it's to a cover nine the one one. Yep. <laughs> All hands on deck. <laughs> yep. What's one of the most rewarding things about your job? You know, for me, it's um, it's literally watching something go from like a plan that's just two D on a paper that turns into this you know, amazing landscape that you can look at and just think, wow, we just, we just did that, you know, and, and all the intricacies of it. And then not only that, but then to see it a year later and that it's, it's even better than it was when we finished it because the plants have now grown out and actually there's color and things look good. So to me, it's that, just that feeling of accomplishment and and what you're able to do and what you're able to accomplish starting from nothing. I mean, just starting from zero. I think the thing for me is just uh, as an owner perspective, just being able to um, 
bless people's lives. You know, I, uh, first it was myself. And then as I grew, um, you know, I've had a lot of great workers, a lot of great families that, uh, worked for me for a long time. And as I've looked back now and, and been able to see the growth in them and then provide for their families. And it makes me feel like I'm bringing some value, not just, you know, the things we do as a, as a company, but, um, to be able to help provide for their families and their kids. Um, at the end of the day, that's what keeps me going. That's kind of my why, you know, is, is what can I do to, uh, kind of sounds cheesy, but make the world a little bit better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for us for today. Thanks again, Bryce and Dane for coming on the show. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks thank for you. having us. Uh, once again, sponsor of the show, affordable lawn care and landscape. They have 20 years experience working with land along the Wasatch front. They know the ins and outs of taking care of anything and everything to do with landscape installation and maintenance. You can check them out at landscapinginsultlake.com. And uh, we'll get to final thoughts now. Kelsey, we'll start with you. We would love to hear your stories. We would love to hear everything you have to say about snow removal, about landscaping, or any other things that have to do with HOAs. You can go to thehoashow.com or email us at info at thehoashow.com to share them with us, and we'll send you a fun little gift. Ryan? Thanks for being on, guys. It was a lot of fun. And uh, if you hit another cow, you got to come back on the show. Okay. We for sure will. We will. Okay. We'll Mary, that. now that it's winter time, make sure that you have salt in your spreader, not soil sterilant. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Solid advice. Solid advice. I'll make sure of that. All right, that's our show for this time. As usual, pray for no floods and fires, and we'll see you next time. Do not drink on Christmas Eve. Apparently, he had a cow. Hey, uh, I went, uh, died, and there's a fire. <laughs> <laughs>